Did you inherit $1 million from your grandparent, or are you about to become wealthy from someone else's hard work? If you say yes to these questions, this show is not for you. You, the hardworking, committed, and ambitious professional who have a 9-to-5 corporate job or a 12-hour shift worker keeping the assembly line running. Perhaps you run your gig as a freelancer, or maybe you run a small business. You are in the right place. Welcome to the Career Evangelist Podcast, where you get your weekly tips, ideas, strategies, and inspiration to find purpose in what you do so you can build a career you are passionate about and live a fulfilled life. Here is your host, Bola Alabi. Get ready to be inspired on this episode of the Career Evangelist Podcast. We are diving deep into the incredible journey of resilience and triumph with my special guest, <laughs> Anita Hanelo, from corporate executive to homeschooling mom to six-figure entrepreneur. In just one year, Anita's story will leave you motivated and empowered. Now, I'm going to bring in my guest, Anita. Hey, Anita, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm so excited to be here with you, Bola. It's so fun to meet new people and just share different parts of our stories together and just inspire people along the way. We are excited. We are inspired uh, to hear from you, and we are grateful to have you join us. Yeah. Now, your story is inspiring. Uh, you started a business in one year, you grew it to six figures. How I did. I did. I, as a matter of fact, I, I had come from a corporate space where I already had a six-figure income. And then, as you mentioned in the intro, um, took, took an opportunity to retire early and retire young and stay home with the kids. And then about five years ago, I just kind of started getting restless. I, I missed certain things about my just my work life, um, not necessarily the 50 or 80 hour work week yeah. at, in the corporate space. Um, and then dabbled in a couple of things. Uh, there was two big things that happened that really contributed to the trajectory because I went from uh, a pretty good, healthy six-figure income to actually tripling that. And so in a real short period of time, and so there was two big things that were really motivators for that because I had been dabbling around, trying different things. You know, when you get in the online space, there's a lot of information and it can kind of get overwhelming. And, you know, one person has a methodology over here that seems like the, the way to follow. And then, you know, 10 other people have something similar to that. Um, so the, the two big things that were really like game changers for me, number one, um, not a great part of the story, but just the reality of what happened is we had a, a medical crisis happen in our household that radically shifted some things. And so my husband had a situation, ended up in the ER, and then lost his job while he was in the hospital. And so that was like a motivator for me to realize like, whoa, I really got to get this thing kicked in and get going so that he would have an opportunity to heal and and take care of some things himself. And then, um, you know, and so then our, our family would be uh, able to flourish and take the next steps that, and I'm going to put things in the framework of 
God, and if that's if you're listening to the podcast today and that's not your framework, that's totally fine. I always say just be where you're at. It's just the framework in which I use and, and have that for my life. So that was a big thing for us, being able to look at my children and with integrity and honesty say, we're going to be okay no matter what. Like, we've got this. While dad, while we do what we need to do to help dad get healthy again, um, mom's going to step in in a bigger role and we're going to take care of this. And I already had that. Um, I already, my kids already knew that about me. When mom said something, it was going to happen no matter what it was from like the tiniest little thing to the big things. So that actually helped their whole, like I remember the countenance on their faces changing from worry and fear to, oh, wait, if mom says she's got this, then she's totally got this. And we can go, you know, we, we're going to navigate this. We're going to be okay. The other thing that was huge, and we can unpack these pieces a little bit more, is I started reaching out to my network of people. So I already had a skill set, something I was really good at. I'm uh, in the corporate space. I was one of my um, areas of expertise were what's called enterprise level project management. And then I coupled that with escalation management. And so that just basically means in layman's terms, that just means that um, when a software reseller and a big client are not getting along and they're on the verge of lawsuits, um, I'm kind of the person that is one that steps in and helps them. So that it's a, it's a skill set that I had cultivated over a lot of years. And so I reached out into my network, not telling them what was going on in my personal life, not at a, um, from a position of like fear or need or anything like that, just genuinely connecting with people, mm-hmm. calling some friends, seeing how you're doing. Not again, not. And the reason I underline that is because I wasn't, I wasn't going out saying I'm needy. I need help right now. Um, I did that on my inner circle, the people that were closest to us that could pray for us, that could come alongside our family and help us in the midst of medical crisis. But from a professional standpoint, I just cultivated um, and reached out to the people that I already had relationship with. That led to a situation where I was able to connect with some clients. And when I say quite literally, um, like one conversation and I would have new clients and then it would happen again. One conversation, I would have new clients. These would be clients that I didn't know before, but because I had this track record and this experience with people in my industry for the previous, I don't know, 20, 25 years, they were like, hey, if Anita comes to the table and she says she has room for new clients, man, you better take her up on that yeah. offer because she's really, really good at what she does. And so these connection points were ones that were really catalysts for taking the business from, yeah, we're doing okay, not amazing, to kind of like what I call, like on your, on your, uh, from a revenue perspective, mm-hmm. it was like a hockey stick of the finances going immediately up. I but yeah, but hear what I say in that, because I just always want to dispel this myth. I just think it's absolute garbage when we tell people or we hear, I was an overnight success. Well, yeah, probably not. It's like an overnight success for 20 years in the making or 30, 30 years in the making. So, yeah. yeah. So, Anita, I did not want to cut you short. But yeah. on this podcast, we can talk about God. We okay. Can, 
and we are not going to be apologetic about it. So, awesome. you know, I, I know you mentioned God. And by the way, yeah. I was reading your uh, the poster at the back mm-hmm. uh, on this Zoom. Yeah. Be courageous, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Uh, I think that is in Joshua. Uh, mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, this is this one's actually Joshua one nine. Joshua one nine. What yeah. role does your faith play uh, in your turnaround story, uh, Anita? If you don't mind sharing with us. Ah, uh, you know when. <laughs> so when you go in the midst of like, wow, okay. Let me, let me kind of set the stage here. So my husband's in the hospital. He loses a job in the midst of this. And there was, I remember the progression was a little bit like this, like a little bit of shock, a little, a whole lot of shock, a little bit of like, okay, as a mom, I, I got to just take care of everybody. I got to make sure that we just go through the rhythm of making sure my kids are taken care of, the household's taken care of. Like, in other words, just do the tasks that have to get done. Um, then I distinctly remember the very first night. So um, my husband was went from the ER over to the cardiac wing. And as they were transferring him over, and I was traveling back and forth from the hospital, you know, you're just kind of like, go, 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 do, 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 like get going through the motions of getting it. Take care of my kids, fall into bed that night, pretty tired and like, I can't believe this is going on and lose it, completely just break down and like crying out to God. Now, in the meantime, I had been texting our pastors, our friends, our family, our close church family, and letting them know what was going on. And so we had the full weight of the Holy Spirit and the church and our people connected with us, praying for us, leaning in, asking us, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And there was a lot of like, hey, can somebody go? Now, my Kids weren't little at that time. This is only just a couple of years ago, so they're teenagers. Um, but just, hey, can can I get some extra hands in? So that progression went from kind of like shock to just going through the motions of getting the task done to breaking down to the next morning I distinctly remember. And this is just how I communicate with God. Like I don't have any problem going to God and bringing him all of me. I bring all the joy, all the reverence, all the thanks and praise and all the, like the tough stuff when I'm feeling like, God, this isn't fair. God, what's going on? I'm, I'm, so I, I am known to wrestle with God. And I have a close friend of mine who always says, like, did you hurt your hip in that? And I was like, probably, I don't know. So in the tears, I start wrestling with God overnight. And just, I distinctly remember waking up the very next morning and saying, wait a minute, God, you've promised me a whole bunch of things. And so it was almost like from walking to my bedroom, walking into the kitchen and starting to, like I had a shift going on in my faith from, I don't know what's to do. I'm crying out to you, God, to wait a minute. You've promised me so many amazing things. So switching my language, switching my mindset to say like, God, I'm just going to declare God. And the one big theme that kept coming up was, God, you're a man of your word and you're not going to, um, you're not going to pull the rug out from under me mm-hmm. and you're going to be faithful. Like, you know what I need before I even know what I need. This is even before I had reached out to my colleagues and started getting clients in on a rapid basis. It was 
the declaration of faith that said, wait a minute, God, you're a good God and I'm your daughter and you care about me and my kids and my family. And so then therefore you're not going to like, you're not going to take my husband from us. You're not going to like, it's not going to be as bad. Cause you know, some, I don't know about you, but sometimes the sense of I'm walking through tragedy, it's going to get worse. And recognizing that that can totally happen. Like it's really by the grace of God that we ended up in the ER and not the other alternative. So I'm very aware of that. But then also having this shift that like overnight of, wait a minute, God, regardless of the outcome, you're, you're good. You've got us. And so we've kind of taken on that mantra as a family of regardless of the outcome, because here's the other part of it. Sometimes we can, in the church community, like, let me just preface this. I know God heals. I know that he can heal in an instant. I know he's God. He can do whatever he wants. He's incredible. And we've experienced that. But I also know that God is equally in the journey of walking out doctor's appointments and specialists and surgeries and medication and all that too. And so um, just, again, it's like that tension of, hey, these things are going well, and that's great. You've got us covered. But then also like, I don't know, just it's always amazes me how God is able to, I don't know why, but it does surprise me. God's able to answer the prayer of the words that are spoken and also those deep-seated, like I never even said to somebody, these are the things that I, that I want to be a part of my new business. I still want to be able to homeschool my kids. I still want the time and money freedom that I know that is available to me. And those kinds of things, like that's where I just... I'm just so grateful for the way that God works in the all of those hidden details, right? So it's the idea is that God's always, he's, he's doing what we're asking him to do. He's answering those prayers. People are coming alongside of us. We're finding our community, but also those secret desires that we have in our hearts. That's where it always gets me. And I'm like, ah, God, I never even said that out loud, but I only spoke it to you. And yet you knew exactly what I needed because it was critically important to me as my business was kicking up that I would still have the opportunity and the um, the time to school our kids because we had been, we always say, you know, people will say like, why do you homeschool? It's like, well, <laughs> this, this is just where God's called us and we want to be obedient to that. And because of that, God, I know you're going to make a way no matter what. Yeah. So. And he always does. Uh, so, Anita, I, I will tell you, I'm a very emotional person. Yeah. Listening to you, I'm getting cherry. Yeah. But at the same time, I need to do uh, do my job for my mm-hmm. listeners. So everything that you've said, I'm going to quickly summarize everything. Yeah. You mentioned double, and to me, that's trying stuff out, you know, you, you got out of your comfort zone, out of your shell, you went out and you tried your business. Mm-hmm. You mentioned reach out to your network. Mm-hmm. For me, that means uh, we should be surrounded by the right set of people. That's yes. very important. And above all, I, I like what you said about your skills, about your experience while working in the corporate. So to me, that means whatever we do, we must be good at at it so that oh, yeah. our work will speak for us. 
So I, I try to just summarize it, and uh, I know my so that my listeners they will get something uh, out of uh, this conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at your journey, looking at uh, uh, what you've accomplished, can you tell us maybe some strategies or tactics that you found uh, effective uh, that help you to scale your business? I think there's probably two things in particular that I've used to help me scale. One, it's defining systems and processes. System, yeah. Very important system. Right. Mm -hmm. As a, when you move from the corporate space into the entrepreneurial space, you can, you literally can like, just be clear if nobody's familiar with this, you can go from working, let's pretend that you work full time and you work about a 40 to 50 hour work week. And then you slip into the entrepreneurial world and you could easily work like a hundred hours a week. Like that's just the really real about how it works because you don't have a team any longer. Sometimes you don't, you, you're the one that's doing everything. You're doing sales. Ah, yeah. (laughs) And that can be amazing, but it can also be super overwhelming. So the systems and processes go together. It's defining those and deciding on those. The other thing that has been key for me is, um, bringing along other people in the journey. And that means hiring people. And so having, there's an excellent book that is, it's by Dan Sullivan. It is called Who Not How and Benjamin Hardy. And he talks about this concept really well. It's like, I don't have to be an expert at everything, but I know there's someone out there in the marketplace Mm -hmm. that is a great fit for the, for the skill sets that I don't have. And so what about coming alongside of those people? Now, if you don't have the revenue to do that, then yeah, you know, maybe you trade, maybe you get a little bit more creative, maybe you, you know, you figure those things out. But all in all, you take the steps to, you just try, you just take one more step. I know before I was able to hire people, this was, this is so practical and so tactical. I would get up in the morning And there, as soon as I wake up, like I'm a doer, I have a task list in my brain. As soon as my eyes open, as soon as I wake up, I just, I just, I'm a really genuinely like I'm a doer every day. So I would have like maybe 20, I would always get this picture of like maybe 20 different things that I want to accomplish that day. Then I would take a step back. I would go and do my root, my morning routine, which is reading scripture and then praying, and then exercising. And as I'm going for a walk, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, okay, I don't have time to do 20 things today. What are like the one to maybe two, maybe if I'm lucky, three priorities, God, that you want me to focus on, and I'm just going to take the next right step of integrity and do that thing. And so that helps somebody who's maybe a little bit farther along in the journey, and they want to scale, but it also helps somebody that Hey, you're brand new in the journey and you're kind of overwhelmed because you're doing everything. And we want to always help, you know, both folks because there, there's a broad spectrum of entrepreneurs and, and where everybody is on that journey. So I hope that's helpful to give people really some practical and tactical stuff. Another great resource that I would say is there's a book by Mike Michalowicz that's called Clockwork. And he focuses on creating those systems in your business as well. And it's it's a super easy read and it just helps you to say, okay, I, I know that on a daily basis I need to do X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, a lot of times as entrepreneurs, don't we know we get, I don't know about you guys, but I get so caught up 
and all the things, doing all the things. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just really need to do like, I just need to sell and I need to serve. And (laughs) all the rest of the stuff is bonus. It's amazing. (laughs) It's not that it's not fun. We like doing that, but we, I don't want to be so busy that I lose sight of what's really important for the business. No, that's, you know. uh, thank you for sharing that system, <laughs> hiring people, and prioritization. By the way, how is your husband doing? He's doing better. We, he, he, we're, it's still a journey that we're walking through. Yeah, thank you so much for asking. It's, it's uh, overall, he's doing really well, and, and we're getting ready for, to kind of take the next step in the journey. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. So, now, yeah. now, balancing family life, entrepreneurship can be daunting, right? Mm-hmm. What are some practical tips you can offer to listeners who are navigating similar challenges today? So I, I do two things. I pray a whole lot. I mean, I really do. I just really put it before the Lord and I say, you know, what do you want me to do next? And then I also, I live with the most amazing group of cheerleaders on the planet right here in my own house. So I often go and ask my husband, hey, what do you see that I'm not seeing? So I ask him a lot of times, like, where are my blind spots? I think I have this great idea. I want to try this new launch. I want to try this, I want to try that. And he's like, he usually says, Babe, that sounds like an awful lot. Maybe you need to like tr- trim it down a little bit. So he he I've learned to trust that he has my best interest at heart when he says you have too many things going on. And then really take that advice because again, he has my best interest at heart. Like he genuinely is the most amazing cheerleader and champion. Keep going, honey. You're doing a great job. You know, this is amazing. But then also, you know, don't, don't do so much along the way. Cause that, that's, that's probably where I fall short. The most is just candidly is taking on too many things. Cause it's all exciting. It's all exciting to do all these things, you know, go over here and meet these people and all this kind of stuff, but not everything leads to revenue. Right. And without revenue, we just have a hobby. We don't have a business. So just, yeah, <laughs> and we, yeah, we don't want that. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, I've, I've learned to really trust him when he says, yeah, maybe scale back a little bit. And, uh, you know, so that's super helpful. And because we do that a lot in front of our kids, they've learned to also um, give and receive that candid feedback in their own lives and in my life where I say, Hey, I, I've, I don't feel like, you know, I feel like I'm, I've got a lot going on, but I don't, I'm not sure I have a ton of stuff that I can like lay down. And so we just talk about it. We talk about it as a family. Um, we have practiced over the years, what healthy boundaries are in lots of areas. And for me, usually the healthy boundaries get thrown off because I try to take on too many things at one time. Cause I just love it. I just love to say yes to people. I love to do, <laughs> do things. Um, and so, you know, helping, helping myself to recognize and that, you know, it's okay to, to scale back a little bit and I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be able to provide tremendous value to my clients. Cause that's my biggest heart's desire is that I would show up in the best version of me and bring incredible value so that their lives would be changed. No, that's good. Thank you very much, Anita, for sharing that with us.
<laughs> now we are gradually coming to the end of this uh, episode. It's been awesome, I, I tell you, Anita. Um, it's my rapid fire question section. Okay. Uh, yeah, go for it. So what's your favorite book or podcast that you've recently enjoyed? So I just watched yesterday um, a podcast or a, yeah, a podcast episode that's um, like a YouTube podcast from Cliff Ravenscraft, and it is called, that's a good question, uh, Mindset Answer Man. Nice. He has a free offer that is that will really blow your mind when it comes to your belief system. What's your proudest accomplishment, big or small? Mm, the relationship that we have at, with our kids as a result of homeschooling. You know, thinking about this, what did you want to be when you were a kid and why? <laughs> I, I wanted to be a really um, loving and engaged mom. And then a little bit later, a business owner. <laughs> like right by about the time I was in high school, I, I wanted to be a business owner. So considering the world with all its multiple problems, mm -hmm. if there is one problem that you could solve, what would it be? Oh, I would help people to understand that um, abundance for God's people is absolutely available to us. And we don't need to walk around in the bondage of poverty any longer. Finally, Anita, uh, there are people out there, they are stuck in the race of life. They do not know how to move forward. They are not mm -hmm. certain. They are losing hope. I want you to use your words to motivate them and encourage them that there is God and mm -hmm. God got their best interest. So I would say to somebody who feels stuck or overwhelmed, um, I would say it's likely that you already have inside of you what that what I call this God-sized idea for a dream. And so whatever it takes to pull that out, whether that's journaling and prayer, talking to someone, hiring a coach, whatever that looks like for you, just take one step forward today to go after that dream, to unearth it a little bit more. It can be in any form of, you can be an entrepreneur and get paid any way you want. It doesn't matter, right? An entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur is a mindset that says, I can be a creative problem solver. I can bring new things to every situation wherever I am, no matter how I'm getting paid. And so in that, I just want to encourage somebody who's listening today, just take one step forward. Just your next right step of integrity towards that goal to be able to reach your God-given purpose. Thank you. Finally, uh, where can my audience find you so that they can connect with you and continue to learn about your awesome journey? <laughs> Absolutely. So I have a free gift for your audience today. It's called a six-step blueprint uh, to build a profitable business. And we'll make sure and share that in the show notes. The name of my business is therippleeffect.net. And effect is spelled with an A. And you can also just Google me, Anita Anello, and, and um, you'll land on anitaanello.com as well. So I'm so grateful to be here with you today. And I just, I just want to honor you and thank you for what you're doing and the way that you're showing up, the way that you're speaking just life and God into people's lives by every time you show up with a guest 
on your podcast. So thank you so much for what you're doing. I just want to honor you in that today. You're really, you're making a difference for people all around the world. And and that's super special. I just, I really appreciate you. Thank you very much, Anita. That's so awesome for coming out from you. I, I do appreciate that feedback. Thank you so much. And I enjoy this conversation. I appreciate you coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. Thank you.